Here we go. You hear that music, you know what it means. Yeah. It's time. Time for the After Buzz. Ah, you piece of garbage. Hello and welcome to another episode of the After Buzz podcast. My name is Nico Adjimian, and of course with me is Buzz Adam. Hello. Hello, Buzzly. How are you doing today? Great. Great. <laughs> I'm I'm like 97% recovered from my flu and pneumonia. Uh, people are saying that there is what's <clears throat> called persistent cough that they they're they're having after these respiratory mm-hmm. issues for months. Like kennel cough? Yeah. <laughs> you you're going to get kennel cough <clears throat> and then you're going to give it to Sparky and Jerry. My 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 voice still feels a little weak. I don't know how it sounds, but it, to me you know, because you hear your own voice differently, it still sounds a little, maybe a little wheezy, a little sickly. Yeah, you're not gonna. It's you're not gonna, gonna tell me. No, it sounds great. No, you still sound a little, a little, okay. a, a little yeah. bit. That's what I thought. Just a little bit, but you know. Do you ever think that your voice is going to stand the test of time? I don't know. Some men, as they age, their voice sounds older. And then there are some men, like William Shatner is in his 90s now, and his sounds voice exactly is, sounds exactly the same. I, I hope that I'm uh, more of a Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more of a Shat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For today's topic of the After Buzz, it is more is going to be much more of a dealer's choice <laughs> because what happens is I store articles in my browser and then never get back to them. Okay. So I am going to just kind of run through uh, the stuff that I've uh, been collecting. All right. All right. <clears throat> First up, uh, the seven things from the Consumer Electronics Show that were the most uh, surprising yeah. or in it, or the most uh, innovative. I don't know if I'm in for seven, but I, I could probably take two. Or three. Two or three. Yeah. All right. Well, versatility was a core theme of the CES 2024, including dual screens and split devices. Plus, Razer showed a vibrating seat cushion. <laughs> a vibrating seat cushion. It feels like that's something that could have right. been invented That could have uh, been done a long ago. time right. ago. <laughs> I don't but, know what's so innovative about that. All I have an right. electric blanket. I mean, that sounds as... At technologically advances a vibrating seat cushion. All right. First up, um, MSI Claw is the vehicle that Intel Arc needs. The MSI Claw is a handheld gaming console that features Intel graphics. Oh, so it's just a new handheld game console. Is it too late for me to change my mind about this article? No. I don't like it so far. Okay, it's, I mean, you're describing things, and I have to get a mental image, and yeah, I don't know. It just really doesn't work for me as a topic. Uh, okay, so there's some something called the X-Real Air 2 Ultra Smart Glasses to feature cameras. Uh, they're supposed to compete with Apple Vision Pro. So basically, it's like a heads-up display in your uh, glasses, like a Ray-Bans. When are they going to be able to put that in contact lens form and you can walk Dude. around and nobody would even know uh, that you're accessing all their information like the Terminator? Yeah, seriously. That's okay. I that's looked what through I'm, the list. That's, that's the I'm only interesting for. thing from okay. the list. All right, good. Uh, all right, next up. 
a 19-year-old accidentally moves into a senior living co- complex, <laughs> and she loves it. <laughs> they let her stay? Yep. All right. It's like having an extra set of grandparents, the teen said of her neighbors, revealing that some of them check up on her, invite her over for dinner, and leave snacks at her door sometimes. Oh, my God. Madison Cahoot. <laughs> well, uh, it was only a week after she moved to from Oklahoma that she realized the truth about her neighbors in a 10-unit apartment complex. I was looking around at my surroundings to see what there was to do at night around, and I saw the sign that said senior living apartments, and I realized I moved myself into a retirement community. I'm surprised they even let her move in. Usually there are some kind of restrictions against Yeah, seriously. Some of them even have restrictions about how often your grandchildren can visit and whether they can stay overnight. Maybe she did it, uh, because it sounds like she did it all online, and they didn't, like, know. I used to live at the top of Thunderbird at Casitas Coronado, and that felt like living in an old retirement, retirement community. Imagine having them drop snacks off. And I was like the youngest person up there by 30 years up in. Oh, man, that would be awesome. That, you know what? That would be I a loved s- it. selling point. Loved it. If there were rooms available, like that should be a new strategy. The only thing is, the only thing is, with living in a neighborhood of senior citizens, is they're very persnickety. About, oh, well, of course. Hey, your dogs aren't allowed in the pool area. Okay. Yeah, it's like... Uh, that also comes along with the territory. But they don't they don't bother to be nice about it. It's like... They can be a little curmudgeonly, a little brusque. right? Yeah, curmudgeonly. Good word. All right, next up. Why does getting to the moon suddenly seem so hard? I've asked that question for decades now. So that we is We did it yes? in 1969. Yeah. Why does it seem like such a major feat to get That's to the moon? That's actually the tagline. NASA put a, a man on the moon in 1969. So what's stopping them from doing it again? Uh, maybe our computers are just too small and powerful. I don't know. When you think about, they actually had to work out math problems by hand to get people to the moon. Not only did they get them to the moon, they got that lander back up, it reconnected, and they flew back and... Uh, safely landed on Earth. And then they did it again and again. Well, NASA hopes to be the... uh, Going to the moon ought to be like going to Vegas by now. By now? Yeah. I mean, considering where we were in 1969. NASA hopes to change that around with Artemis missions to return us to the moon and keep us there. Well, they said But after years of planning, missed deadlines, and ballooning costs, it has been slow going. And on Tuesday, NASA announced we would need to wait even longer. Yeah, they postponed it. It was supposed to be 24, now 25. They just sent up an unmanned Mars lander. I don't think you can call... Excuse me, moon lander. Not Mars, moon. Uh, I think it's called the Peregrine Project. Yeah, it was Astrobotics Peregrine Lander suffered a critical malfunction dooming its right. attempt. Can you imagine if that had happened to Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on that first one? Okay. We probably would have never, we probably would have abandoned I space forgot that this forever. is something that you're deeply passionate yeah, about. No, I am. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I fully believe we went to the moon, but there's enough about it that make it does seem suspicious that okay. we were able to do this when computers were the size of a room. So all this begs a question, why can't we yeah. just do what we did in 1969 now, 50 plus years later? Part of the answer is that the world has changed significantly since 1969, and so too have our ambitions when it comes to landing on the moon. Well, the world's changed, but the laws of physics all right, haven't. Here's a long list of the problems. One glaring problem with trying to just recreate the Apollo missions is that the infrastructure that powered Apollo 
that's no longer there anymore. As space historian Thomas Ellis told the messenger, there are no Saturn V rockets left lying around, ready to transport humans to the moon. Artemis spaceships and their launch systems all had to be built from scratch. Okay. So that makes sense that we just kind of got, we just got, did away with all of it. We just did away with all of that stuff. I would only say to that, that it was like 63, 62 or three, when President Kennedy said, made a pledge, we're going to take people to the moon by the end of this decade. And he was talking about the 60s. So that took six years. Okay. We've had 55. Here's the thing. At a press conference on Tuesday, NASA laid bare what still needs to be sorted out to make the new spacecraft viable. Ultimately, each point on the list speaks to a bigger concern. NASA is far more conscious of safety now than oh, anything right. than during anything during Apollo, and it relies on far more people and companies to make good on its promises. I, I was wa- watching a show about the moon landings, and this is a figure that I heard one of these uh, NASA experts say, that in 1969... They had calculated the odds of getting to the moon and getting those astronauts back safely to Earth to be around 25%. So there's like a 75% chance that they were going to die. Right. Exactly. Uh, Okay. So the other thing is the laundry list includes a problem with the heat shield used for the Orion capsule, which is designed to house the crew that became apparent during the Artemis 1 test flight in 2022. Given its critical role in making sure the astronauts inside don't burn up when reentering Earth's atmosphere like a meteor, the heat shield has to be perfect before another crew can even attempt to fly near the moon. Never mind land. Okay. NASA officials also added Orion's landing and emergency abort mechanisms, as well as the systems responsible for transferring propellant to Orion from a lunar space station known as the Lunar Gateway, also still in the planning phases. I think that all needs to be worked out and tested before they can be used. NASA is also waiting on SpaceX's Starship. During Artemis 3 and the attempt to land a crew of astronauts on the moon, they are meant to dock with a starship in orbit and use it to land on the moon and take off again from the moon. You know, I think it was our uh, willingness to accept that kind of risk back in the 60s that made the difference. Yeah, you know, we're not willing we're not to gonna do it unless it's like 100% sure that these... Yeah, but back know, then it was a matter of national pride and winning the space race. Now there is no... Well, there is no... Uh, reason there is no impetus to to do this now can you imagine being in that thing and leaving earth's atmosphere and being like even the experts are only giving us like a 25 percent chance of surviving hey guys don't flip a coin twice uh, NASA is also struggling to get the space suits for its Artemis astronauts right in time. The suit still needs to be able to keep the astronauts safe for longer. All of this stuff, if you could do it in 1969, you ought to be able to do it much yeah, easier it sounds, in 2024. It, and it sounds, so Apollo, it, Apollo in aggregate was, I think they spent about $25 billion in the 60s. And when, you, in it, and when you adjust for inflation, it's a quarter of a trillion dollars. We're spending nowhere near yeah, that. But they did everything from scratch in the 60s. All the calculations. But what does that have to do with the, the, the amount of money? They, they're saying they're not putting anywhere near that into today, and they still have way more to do. Okay. So it's a matter of underfunding. You know what? Just hearing you and hearing this all out, I've changed my mind. I'm, I'm a moon landing denier. I don't think we win. If so hard, <laughs> why do it? I, I do believe we win. Uh, da, da, da. uh, yeah, it was about, it was the cold war. That's why we did it. <laughs> That's pretty much why we did it. 
surprising connection found between finger length ratios and psychopathological traits. Psycho, psychopathological traits. Uh, I gotta hear this. <laughs> See, aren't all my articles weird? Researchers have found a link between the relative lengths of index and ring fingers and certain psychopathological personality I've heard traits, something like this before. Including antisocial behaviors and substance use. Is it if your index finger is longer than your ring finger? Okay. The study published in the Journal of Psychiatric Research uh, okay, says this, that the ratio of the length of the index finger to the ring finger might be an indicator of various traits. This ratio is believed to be influenced by the levels of testosterone and estrogen of fetuses exposed to in the womb. The higher the testosterone relative to estrogen, the lower the finger, the index finger to ring finger ratio. Wait, did I say ring finger? Yeah, ring finger. Yeah, so. This one. Yeah, that, you're not flipping me off. So index finger <laughs> to ring finger. I'm using finger. the ring finger. Remember, did you ever do that in grade school so the teacher would get on your case and then you go, oh, it's the other finger. Okay, so the more testosterone, your index finger will be longer than your ring finger. Let's see what we got here. Is your index finger longer than your ring finger? Is yours? I can't even hold my hand like that. All right, so to me, it looks like my ring finger is significantly longer than my... So you probably had more estrogen. Okay. Well, no, that's a, that's but I'm less that. likely to be a psychopath. That's a good point. I guess I'll <laughs> we take haven't that. gotten to that one. Right. <laughs> were you were you only focusing on how much testosterone you had? Like I'm manly. No, no, I no. Might no. be a psychopath, but I'm more manly. No, I just oh, that's the only part I've read so far. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Have you ever thought of reading these articles ahead of time? I mean, I don't want to tell you how you do your job, but have you ever thought of like you're talking at about the way you do that? On I'm I'm I model you, Dad. It's because I saw <laughs> I learned you it from I watching learned it you. Too. Yeah, you ever think about that? That all your laziness for your prep is also the laziness that I will develop. I got to come up with new stuff every single day. You yeah. got two days a week. Yeah, that's like what like three or four days in between. Yeah. So the longer the index finger, the more psychopathic pathological okay all right idiocracy 10 ways this underrated comedy predicted the future this just came out this year i'm an expert on the movie idiocracy i've probably seen it 20 times i think i'm going to save this one for an actual oh come on man no i'm going to save that one man who claimed wildfires were a government conspiracy arrested for setting them himself i saw something about this did you see that Okay. Yeah, the guy, it was California? Yep, California. And I forget what... And you're saying it's all government conspiracies. Right, I forget what his mental process was for accusing the government of intentionally setting these. Right. But then it turned out, oh, guess what? He's an arsonist. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to read the headlines now because... Uh, I want to uh, get through a couple. T- there was actually one topic that I was planning on doing today, but uh, right. might as well do all these because I gotta get, I gotta clear them out. Uh, the fight across the nation for the right to repair. Have you heard about this? That there are, are, are contracts and a lot of the high end devices that you get, like your phones or your computers. If you attempt to repair this, it voids your warranty or whatever. Right. Yeah, that you that. have to go to the Apple store mm-hmm. to get this done or whatever. Well. Uh, 
only one state so far has passed legislation that allows farmers, and this is specifically oh, yeah, like, for the like deer. Big com- yeah. combines and tractors yeah. and stuff. Yeah, if you try to get under the hood and fix it yourself, you could, and these are, some of these are like $100,000 machines. And I think this now includes your electric cars and Teslas and things like that. I think you should have the right to repair. You should have the option of going to a third-party manufacturer that is selling you things. And it, it, it creates competition. It creates a, 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 cheap, a better result, I think, for the I consumer. I guess, but I mean, really, unless you have some computer know-how, you can't work on a, a lot car of two, on your... a lot of people. A lot of people work on their own cars, just because you and I don't. Well, yeah, change a fan belt, but I'm talking about a lot of the problems. You have to have the diagnostic machine, which you can pr- pretty much only afford. No. No, see, that's how far removed you are from even knowing about car. Like, it, you can buy those diagnostic Listen, machines for cheap now. They're like 50, 25 bucks, 50 bucks. No. Absolutely. Look, the day if you see a group of uh, guys out under a shade tree and they've got the hood up, it's an older car. You don't see them doing it on cars that, that are less than 30 years old. I think you old. and I don't, but there are lots of people that do work on their cars still. Well, you can do certain, like, maintenance stuff, like no, changing there's people the oil that, or changing the... I know friends the... that can do the electrical and stuff. They, they, they're they used to yeah. doing all their own stuff, you know, just you, just because you and I all have right. not done that. Even then, I've done more car maintenance for you. The, uh, remember your, uh, your freaking Thunderbird? <laughs> I got it up and running, and I had to do all that work on it. You didn't, you know, that, that didn't last. Uh, anyway, what that what <laughs> that car is? It was good. broken to begin yeah. with. I was lucky to get it even off. The I ground. loaned it out to the wrong people, is what I did. All right, here's the next topic. Uh, this one actually I thought was very interesting. I knew this one you're just gonna eat up. I guess this is from fizz.org. Uh, a new study out of the University of Texas at Austin: male power over females is not the default social dynamic in primates, says a study. Okay. Okay, so study in primates. Male dominance has long been assumed to be nearly universal in primates, with female power viewed as a rare exception to the rule. However, according to researchers at UT Austin, female-biased power structures or social equality between the sexes can be found within every major primate group and probably existed throughout evolutionary history. Okay. The team reviewed previous literature. Okay, so this is uh, not, they didn't do actual experiments or anything, but they did a cohort or something. They like took up all these different studies and. I mean, there are some it. species, and I think some of them are primates, where, where a male will go in, and if a female has offspring, the male, the first thing is kill off all the offspring. Yeah. When, I think lions do that. I know lions aren't primates, but I'm just saying that. Uh, oh, this is I would have to I would have to delve into this article. A little they further. found that male biased power was likely to develop in species in which males had larger body sizes, makes sense, and longer canine teeth than their female counterparts. Okay. Female power may emerge when the supply of available female mating partners is lower than male demand, thus giving the females in those species greater social leverage. Yeah. Oh, a speci- and particularly if size differences between the sexes are minimal. So that makes, I think, a big difference is if the, the females are just super tiny compared to the, the males. Where, do, where, do, where would humans fall on that scale? I, I mean, males are typically larger, we but I don't know how larger. much larger. 
I think it's called sexual dimorphism. Yeah. And I think it's pretty significant for... from It's considered significant for people? I think so. You know what? That's a good Google question. Sexual dimorphism in I'm trying. Humans. I'm just trying to think of an animal off the top of my head where a male of that species... I'm sure there are plenty of them. And I know there are some where the female is much larger. Like there are a lot of okay. different species... In the United States, adult males are on average 10% taller and about 17% heavier than adult females. But how does that compare to the rest of the animal kingdom? Especially, let's just limit it to primates. Well, in primates, there's a a variety. I mean, when you look at, uh, like, they have all kinds of primates in here, man. (laughs) And this is each species. I mean, there might be, like, I don't know, there's about like 20 to 30, maybe 40 species I, I can see here. And then they, they traced them all, which is male dominant, which is co-dominant, which is female dominant. Like, I can't tell from looking which chimpanzee is a male chimpanzee. I mean, unless I looked at a specific place. They're about like, the same yeah, size, right? They seem about the same size. But like gorillas? Yeah. Gorillas, the, the silverback is, is quite a bit bigger than, but not just the other females, see, the other I males. I knew you would like this topic. Yeah. I knew this one would get you. Uh, 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 there's an interesting article I wanted to ask you about. It's called, okay, I'm not even going to, we're not going to get into it deep, but it's called Inside the Mystery of Carcinization, the baffling Uh, phenomenon where various animals turn into crabs. Do you know about this? Yeah. And, uh, these are separated by uh, tens of millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of years since a common ancestor and the idea of becoming crab-like has evolved multiple times over and over yeah. again. A, pro- a bizarre process that has seen many crustaceans evolve to take a crab-like shape has long left uh, scientists baffled. Now you got two big, two big claws there. I can imagine a lot of cases where that would come in handy. Um. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I didn't know you know about that. That's but interesting. Other than a crab. Yeah, why crab? Why not lobster? Well, I think I think I think that's an example of what you're talking about. I think probably lobsters and crabs have a pretty decent recent most recent ancestor, MRA, probably goes back quite a ways. You think they're really closely related, but I don't I don't think they're that close. Did you get a degree in evolutionary biology or I, something? But I I noticed I had a real aptitude of for uh, the theory of evolution. And the application, and I don't mind picking up a, a pretty dense book about evolution and reading it, and you know, interesting. All right, uh, I'm going to close this out. Just throwing out the headlines: uh, Janet Yellen takes aim at Trump's economy as key indicators surge. A Biden boost. Three economic signs lift the campaign. Next, Dave Chappelle calls out Cat Williams for attacking <laughs> black comedians. All right. Um. Mexican government can sue U.S. gunmakers, appeal court says. Did you hear that? They can sue the U.S. gunmakers. Because they are saying that they are in, like, there is a pervasive use of military U.S. army grade of guns by cartels, and they want to be able to sue the American makers. They don't have... And when I say they don't have a lot, I think they've only got like one gun shop and it's in Mexico City. Right. Mexico does not have many places where you could even go to buy a gun. 
California signs cursive writing into law. California? Yeah, right. Libtards. <laughs> <laughs> um, after Auschwitz, Elon Musk goes full crazy with new claim about Holocaust. Elon Musk used his visit to the Nazi death camp of Auschwitz to try to promote Twitter, saying the Holocaust wouldn't have happened if they had Twitter. Okay. Okay. So this is the story I, I really wanted to bring up. And I know this we're, is the main event. This is the main event. I know we're kind of far into it, but it's uh, something I saw a video of. And I, I'm just amazed that I ran across a, and it makes me think about whether my phone is listening to me or not, because I saw a video about this and then immediately found this, uh, like this article was suggested. All right. But the article was written the day of. So I'm not sure that makes it too much. Anyways. So in Bangkok, that's the best city name ever. A good opener. There is an award-winning restaurant mm-hmm. called Watana Panich, where you can order and eat a beef and goat soup that's 49 years old. Now, hold on. Oh, I've heard of this. this it's the, like this big pot, and they've just kept heating the same... I mean, the meat isn't that old, but they have been heating the same pot of this stew for 49... Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely correct. All right, but it's not quite as sensational as it sounds. When you get your serving of it, it's not literally 49 years old. It's just they've had the same pot going for 49 years. That is absolutely true. (laughs) It's been brewed by three generations of chefs working at the restaurant. It's... Probably still fresher than the hot dogs at the convenience store. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, yes, because they do use, they still include fresh ingredients. You're right. Actually, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're still going to add fresh ingredients as it, as it, uh, as a, they serve it. You know what I mean? Uh, so people are asking, so how could that uh, be healthy to eat? What, what would prevent you from getting sick? Well, the soups are heated and kept on a rolling simmer continually, hot enough to kill any bacteria introduced during the day's top up. Right, right. As long as no ingredients detrimental to human health are added and the soup is constantly boiled to temperatures that will kill off harmful bacteria, the soup can be added to and eaten for a long time over and over and over again. But you have to keep a fire going every night? Just boiling... It's just this beef and goat soup every day, every night. Now, does that enhance the flavor in some way? I mean, you're really not dealing with 49-year-old food, though. No, it ha- it's getting replaced every day. I mean, if anything, whatever the volume that it contains is probably being uh, eaten within a week. But they're constantly adding more and then it's constantly being eaten and then constantly adding more. So it's not really, but what it probably is, is like all the leftover soup, that little bit that might be just not. And that's a good uh, thing? It might be, yeah, it might add some umami. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It sounds good. Yeah, all right. I would try it. Well, that's the main event was the 49-year-old soup. <laughs> I just thought it was weird because I saw the video about it. I was like, oh, no way, 49-year-old soup. How big does the pot look? 
about as big as this uh, your table, your cons- the whole thing with, with the console. Yeah. Like, so you would need somebody with basically a canoe paddle, an oar, yeah, yeah an oar to right. stir it. All right, everybody, uh, let let us know what you thought of the topics today. If there are any that piqued your interest and you want to know more about, or if you had any topics of your own that you were curious about and wanted us to maybe delve into, you can hit me up at nico at klaq.com. That's N-I-C-O at K-L-A-Q.com. And you can message Buzz at buzz at klaq.com as well. Don't forget to listen to the Buzz Adams morning show, the regular morning show, every Monday, Monday through, through Friday. Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Believe me, it's every bit as much of a mess as this is. Yeah. Okay. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.